Got to see your mammoth of a wallet. Yeah. How how big do you think that thing is? It's definitely over two inches thick. <laughs> I don't think it's two inches. I would give it maybe like an, a solid inch and a quarter. Inch and a quarter? I've been doing a lot of stuff at my house, you know? And I know measurements pretty good now. I'd say that's like an inch and a quarter. What kind of bet would you make on that? I'd put 20 bucks on it. 20 bucks? That is an inch and a quarter. All what right. do you think it is? I'll put 20 bucks on it. It's two inches. Oh, I would do that right now. All We're right. going to shake hands, folks. Wow. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Man, your hand's warm. That was Thank nice. You. I'm yeah, freezing. I got nervous because I just get nervous when I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Price Right Podcast. I'm Brandon Marsh. And I'm Sam Voss. We talk about culture, small businesses, Price Right Auto, and the automotive industry. And much more, of course. We hope you enjoy it. Good? I like that better. Love it. I'd put money on it. I could teach you to fix a car. Really? For sure. How hard are brakes? Not hard. Not hard? It's just, it's just, you got to have an understanding and, you know, Fair. a willingness Fair. to make sure it's correct. Okay. Because if something doesn't feel right, you know, you really got to dive in and kind of be like, all right, mm. what caused this to happen? You know, kind of think. Yeah. How do you know where to start as a technician? As far as. Okay. So. Give me like case in point. Okay. So let's say, well, I think I already know what's happening. Let me tell you what's happening with my car right now, and then I'll have you tell me if my diagnosis is correct. Okay. So there's a humming in the back when I'm driving, right? Yeah. And then it slows down when I slow down, and it gets louder when I speed up. I think it's rotors. I would say you're incorrect. No. Yeah. Especially, I know you drive a Subaru, and rear wheel bearings are like oil changes on those things. So that's what you think it is? Yeah. I'm not going to get those fixed anytime soon. Oh. Because it's not terrible. And I kind of like the hum, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's you know you're you're moving. Yeah, like, okay, we're still moving. Oh, we're going faster. Yeah. And you can, if you're driving straight, pitch the car side to side and see if the noise changes pitch at all. Because okay. that's... Uh, Basically, what's happening is when the wheel bearing gets loud, there's uh, ball bearings in there, mm. and they basically start wearing, so they're okay. not round anymore. Sure. And then basically, when you put load on either side of the vehicle, it shifts the weight and yep. kind of tweaks the hub just enough, and then it'll, it'll start riding on a different part of that bearing just enough to where it'll change the noise. Really? Yeah. Um, people really did love your segment last week of talking about, uh, like different vehicles, like makes and models. Yeah. What's your, so maybe we should do this. Mm, maybe. Tell me what vehicle you would buy right now and I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Ooh, fun, fun. Okay. I'm going to pick one on the lot. All right. All right, cool. So I'm looking outside right now. Okay, I'm I am a big fan of the Durangos, especially Ooh. the RTs. Oh yeah, I just think they're they're beefy, they're loud, they got some power. So what's wrong with them? 
<laughs> so or what has what could go you know what are they known for probably the best way to ask okay so at least i mean the hemis pretty reliable cam and block v8 pretty yep. simple um they do have lifter failures the rollers on the end of the lifter fail can mm. chew up a cam we have that black rt durango out front that's a customer's we're putting a camshaft in that how um, much does a camshaft job um you'd be looking at around 2500 oh dang so that's like a yeah it's i mean it's pretty involved yeah Yeah. okay yeah typically the labor alone um you're right around a couple grand oh really yep dang okay so then is that the only thing is that really the the only like known issue and is that a you get it done like normally at like a hundred thousand miles you got to get that done like don't the honda pilots have like a water pump thing that you got to get done around 80 that's 000? more maintenance honda got the it. hondas okay. that sure. had timing belts um yep. you have to replace those every i believe every hundred thousand and then in a timing belt kit typically the water pumps driven off the timing belt sure so you replace that at the same time because you don't want to put a new timing belt on yeah and then a month later your water pump's leaking because mm you may not notice until it's too late because that water pump will leak coolant onto the belt, which deteriorates the belt. Right. And if your belt snaps, that's not, that's Just not good like for anybody. Life. If your belt snaps in life, time to lay off the snacks. Yeah. If your belt snaps on a Honda Pilot, time to get it fixed. Probably lay off the snacks to save some money. <laughs> yeah, true. Fair. Fair. But okay. they're pretty, I mean... I mean, you know me. I'm a big Chrysler fan. Right. Worked there for a lot of years. Uh, so there's some radio issues you could have. Um, mm. The transmissions are pretty robust up until 150,000 miles. If they were never taken care of, you're going to probably start seeing issues around the 150,000 mile mark. Sure. Um, now, is it, this is for the Durangos. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yep, and I'm talking like 14 and newer, so eight-speed yep. okay. Durangos, okay. the older ones. I'm not a huge fan. RFE oh, really? transmissions, yeah, you know, okay. they're kind of clunky. All right. But So then, okay, is that that example of like the camshaft for the Durango, is that true of most Dodge like vehicles or not necessarily? So not necessarily because it depends on the power plant it has. Okay. Because it may have a V6 in it, which sure. that's another can of worms of camshaft yep. issues, but it's typically rockers that fail. Okay. So Chrysler has a definitely a big issue with whatever roller bearings sure. they use. Got it. Are not the strongest. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay, being... I think you should educate us a little bit on Dodge is a Chrysler product. Yes. What are other Chrysler products or Chrysler makes and models maybe? Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Okay. Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Are all Chrysler products. So the Durango you mentioned. Yeah. It's the same as a Grand Cherokee, just longer. Everything, like the subframes, everything are all the same. They literally, the unibodies stretched and the roof line and stuff's no different. No kidding. Yep. Same engine, pretty much? Same same drivetrain. Really? Yep. Same, wow, that's interesting. Same radios. I mean, they and swapped a lot say, of stuff. you would say, 
I mean, I guess you know Chrysler's pretty pretty well. So you would say... Would you say, like, if you were going to suggest a car to get somebody, would you suggest a Chrysler just because of how much you know? Or have you seen other vehicles that are... So it depends what you want. I know we touched on last week yep. a little bit, like Toyotas. Right. If you want no powertrain issues whatsoever the whole life of the vehicle, probably go with a Toyota. Mm. But if you want comfort with some power and sure. you know you're willing to kind of spend a little money on yep. maintenance and repair costs um i mean the rt durango's awesome grand cherokees are awesome yep uh trucks i love the ram trucks i own you a ram own truck yeah, i was gonna say so i mean it just there's always give and take with every vehicle it depends mm. what you want right. um fords you know there's their transmissions i think are very robust um i think they're kind of like a a remake of a zf okay um and their engines are kind of hit and miss mm. i mean lots of you know EcoBoost turbo leaks yeah. timing chain issues stuff like that but i mean there's a lot of positives too because sure. the new EcoBoost, i mean that's 450 horse you drive an 18 and newer expedition yeah and they they rip right all right folks you heard it here first buy a vehicle at price straight auto <laughs> that's what i heard you say um no i think every week i think we should touch on a different i mean obviously it's a used vehicle right so every used vehicle has its thing exactly right so i think the more we can educate uh people who listen to this on you know maybe we'll hit on a, a make and model that you drive and give you some tips of things to look out for but um yeah let us know what kind of car you yeah. guys are curious about those rts are we can try sweet though tell you if it's good or bad i love it <laughs> i love it hey i would love to um kind of pick up where we left off yesterday before matt walked in um and talk i know yesterday we uh if you listened with us last week we talked we kind of started to introduce the five dysfunctions of a team uh it's a patrick lincioni um study book uh process whatever you'd like to call it but essentially um there's a pyramid and the pyramid uh builds on itself so the base of the pyramid is lack of trust and we hit on that quite a bit last week just how important that is to have that trust and um how important it is to ask for help and uh share share your weaknesses and and those kind of things but um with that the next the next building block, if you will, or the next step of that pyramid is fear of conflict, which I think, and I would ask, I was going to ask you this. Sometimes it seems like in this industry or, well, I hate to be this guy, but specifically, um, men, (laughs) (laughs) um, like asking for help or sharing your weakness is something that we struggle with, right? Because we, Probably, I mean, we'd all like to be strong. Yeah. We'd all like to say we can do everything. We don't want people to think that we're weak or inferior. Right. Something like that. So I think sometimes <clears throat> that, that though can cause a lack of stepping into conflict because oftentimes with conflict, I'm not saying there's a right and a wrong or a black and a white, but I am saying with conflict, there tends to be, you have to be able to see other people's perspective, which does like make you have to realize like hey where did i maybe drop the ball in this like situation in this conversation whatever it might be 
So with that being said, there's two sides to this fear of conflict. So a high-performing team or a team that's healthy, they have healthy team debates. They work out solutions uh, and issues together. They challenge poor behavior quickly. But a poor or a dysfunctional team, um, for fear of conflict, they avoid people, avoid problems, don't confront issues or behaviors. So my question for you, Brandon Marsh, is how do you feel like you deal with conflict? So I think a positive for me is I'm very upfront. Yeah. No filter, which is a negative sometimes. (laughs) So it does make it fun. If I do have an issue regarding a coworker or you know, something that's happening. I tend to really voice my opinion. I try to do it right away. Um, Obviously, I'm working on not trying to do it so fast Mm because in the heat of the moment, you may not be thinking so clearly. Right. So you want to actually, you know, if you're having an issue with somebody, just remember, you don't know their side of the story. You're only seeing it from your point of view. 100%. And I know we touched on this hundred times before but it's your point of view typically always seems to feel correct right so it's hard to kind of grasp what other people are yep thinking you know what's going on in their life so i've worked on a lot you know if i have an issue i'll try to maybe wait an hour or something Mm -hmm. kind of feel everything out wait for an opportunity where it's just me and that person and i can kind of express Um, my irritation like hey you know can you help out doing this Mm -hmm. project here you know i'm feeling kind of overwhelmed right and then they may hit you like hey i got so and so has me doing this i'm sorry i didn't keep up on helping you with this project um i'm loaded up with these things oh i had no idea right that those were given to you um so it kind of i mean discussion always helps yeah, I agree. And I do think <clears throat> even, I mean, with what you just said, I think that's a key part of entering into conflict, right? You're not trying to enter into conflict saying, hey, I need to have a conversation about what you've been doing wrong. Right. I think it's always important as a leader to first acknowledge maybe where you drop the ball, whether it's miscommunication, a misunderstanding. Um, and I also think it's important to be able to... <laughs> I. I don't know how you do this well, but to read the room. And what I mean by that is there are appropriate times to step into conflict and then there are inappropriate times to step in, into conflict. So you kind of mentioned this, like I might, you know, after an hour when things cool down, you know, in the moment, uh, let's say there's conflict that arises. And in the moment, if you do not give an employee or a spouse or a friend a moment to cool down and gather their thoughts, it's going to it's not going to be a beneficial conversation. <laughs> no. Right. I know I've done this before with my spouse where, you know, it just, the the situation escalates because you're talking about the kids aren't going to bed or, oh my gosh, there's so much to do around the house. The, the dishwasher needs to be emptied and laundry and kids and right. All this stuff. Yeah. And, kid stuff. You know, I get that. <laughs> I don't have any kids. <laughs> kid stuff. But in that moment, it, the situation has escalated to a point where stepping into that conflict is just going to create more conflict. <laughs> yes. You know? So I think sometimes you do need to be able to, like you said, 
take a step away and say, okay, why, first of all, why am I rattled by this situation? Is it a selfish reason? Right? Is this reason, is this situation not going the way that I want it to go? Therefore, I'm getting pissed off. Or are there actually areas in this situation or in this conversation where I have dropped the ball? A frog in my throat. Frog in this morning. Right? Because I think if we are able to, like you said, be able to see it from other people's perspectives, we should be able to de-escalate the conversation faster so that we can say, hey, Brandon, I know that maybe I... uh, Hey Brandon. <laughs> hey Brandon. <laughs> hey Brandon. <laughs> hey Sam. No, but maybe I didn't communicate this clearly, and and I apologize for that. Or hey, maybe the expectations weren't clear. Right? Yeah. I think sometimes we would like to just say with conflict that so and so is doing something to cause me to stumble or causing me to not be able to perform my job or my duty or be able to be what I want to be in this relationship as much as I want to be it. But the reality is is that we probably have a fault in that kind of a conflict as well. Yeah. So I think if you're entering into a conflict and you're looking to win, <laughs> it's not you're not stepping into conflict in a healthy way. No. I try to, and again, <clears throat> I don't know if this is correct or not, mm-hmm. but this is what I tend to do. You know, taking that step back, kind of look at where I'm falling short on. So, like, if I'm not communicating that I need help Mm. and I feel like someone is not contributing with me. Yeah. You know, we're kind of if we're in the same role, um, we're helping each other and I don't feel like they're pulling their weight. Mm -hmm. I'll set up the conversation to be like, hey, I know I struggle really bad with asking for help um but i feel like i'm kind of drowning here you know yeah while you're taking it easy right and that's how i step into it yeah kind of you know putting my fault out there yeah so that way i'm not just like whoever i have a conflict with i'm not just bashing everything they're doing right in hopes to help both of us yeah and I think even what you said, I mean, um, so, okay, so about once a month or every two to three weeks, we have a leadership meeting here at Price Right Auto with all our managers, which we actually have right after we record this, if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I'm really excited for today because we're sharing a video uh, by Simon Sinek. I don't know if you know that who that is. No. Simon Says? Simon Says, yeah. We're going to do Simon Says as a team. <laughs> um, no, but Simon Sinek does leadership all over the world. He's one of the best like um, inspirational speakers for leadership and all these kind of things. And in, his, in the video that we're going to watch today, he says exactly what you're saying. As a leader, what does it look like to say to your team or enter into conflict in a way that's saying, hey, I am drowning right now. Or, hey, I am, there's too much being asked of me and I can't get all of it done. Oftentimes, as managers or as leaders, we would prefer not to say that. Yes. Because then it looks like... You're weak. 100%. And you can't be a leader or manager if you're weak. But the reality is, is the best leaders and the greatest... Well, for sure, the greatest leaders have all acknowledged that there's a weakness, right? Like Kobe Bryant, who was a great basketball player, a great leader, he would always say... 
hey, like, am I a good basketball player? Absolutely. Can I play down low in the post? No. Like, he would just acknowledge and step into the fact that he's like, there are weaknesses to me, though, you know? Right. And so I think um, exactly like you're saying, like, with leadership, being able to step into it and saying, hey, I'm drowning right now, or hey, here's what... uh, I remember I had a mentor one time who would always tell me, lead lead conversations saying hey here's the story i'm telling myself right because the story that you tell yourself does it's not always true right yeah it's perspective it's it's 100 perspective so i think with that fear of conflict it is being able to see other people's perspectives exactly like you're talking about um but that can be difficult to do especially if you don't always see eye to eye with the person that you're having conflict with so do you think certain people are more predisposed to being leaders, managers, mm. that kind of thing? Because I always, so obviously, yeah, I feel yeah, like sure. things eat me alive more than others. Mm-hmm. You know, I take things very personally. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of what holds me back as like a leader mm-hmm. or manager. Right. Um, <clears throat> Whereas other people, you know, they just, it seems like nothing really, they never take it to heart and they just think very logically. They're always the outside looking in, which is a great way to view everything Mm -hmm. because your emotions are out of it. You're just thinking logically, which I think is the best way to think in a business atmosphere. Yeah. But I always wonder, like, I mean, obviously... Am I the right person for the job? 100%. You know, is there, I mean, I can think of 10 people that are better at handling situations than I am. Mm. Easy. Right. I think part, well, I think there's two things to what you just said. The first one is is the, the second thing that you just mentioned about, like, being right for the job. I think that, that, a big piece of that is who do you work for? So, obviously, here, I mean, we know who we work for, but if you work somewhere else... The people that put you in the job that you're in put you there because they trust you and they think that you're the right person for that job. Right. So, which for me is always encouraging because even... Or they can't find people. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not that. (laughs) But hopefully they're putting you there because they believe in you. And to have somebody believe in you more than you believe in yourself is probably one of the most empowering things that you, that you can have happen. And stressful. Very stressful. But... There is a there has to be an understanding there between an employer and an employee that there's still continual growth. So you're you're definitely not to the place that you would like to be at in 20 years from now. You know, but that's just what happens with age. Is wisdom comes along with age, experience comes along with age. Being able to deal with multiple, you know, different kinds of situations comes with age. So an employer looks at you at point A today and says, man, this is the right guy for the job. But an employer also probably looks at you 10 years from now and goes, man, this guy's going to be really good at this job. You know right, I mean? which that's impressive in itself to look that right. far ahead and see where things could be going. 100%. I think the, I think the second thing to what you're saying is, uh, I can't remember how you phrase it, but essentially can, everyone, can anyone be a leader? Or yes. characteristics kind of thing? Yeah. Traits. Okay, I think I got Like, it. are certain people 
better off having that role versus others or can you truly take anyone that is willing to change and grow Mm. and make them as good of a leader as someone that's already kind of has that personality trait yeah that's a good question i think there are definitely traits to being a leader right so um the place if you if you're listening and you don't work at price right your employer might have their own list of characteristics or traits that they look for in a leader or a manager at their company but here at price right auto the things we look for is we look for people who one who are humble who can step into a conversation and say hey i'm not right hey it's not about me hey i sometimes make mistakes right being humble Two, accountability are you able to step in step into an environment where you say hey i'm going to do this and then you actually get it done right if you're leading a team are you able to lead your team to accomplish goals to become better humans right um all those kind of things three conflict resolution which of course we're kind of talking about a little bit today like uh, a leader here at price right auto is somebody who's able to step into conflict even when it's uncomfortable which i do think Stepping into conflict is, is kind of like I just said. You might, 10 years from now, we will all be better at stepping into conflict than we are today. I hope so. Right? <laughs> I remember the first time I started stepping into conflict, my lip would start to quiver a little bit. Just because it was, I, you know me, I would, ra- I if we could skip around the shop and sing Kumbaya all day, I'm there. <laughs> Head if, of the line. If, when things are not good, it is hard for me, Right? Because I like to have fun all the time. So any time it's not fun for me used to be more stressful. And that was conflict. But the more I've been able to deal with conflict, the more I've been able to be comfortable with conflict. So I think that's something to keep in mind about all of these traits. The last one here at Price Right Auto is character. Like, are you a good person? Do you look out for others? Are you able to put other people before yourself? Do you carry yourself both here at work and outside of work in a way that is bettering society, bettering your family, bettering your friends, um, all those kind of things? Now, all of those traits are things that you can become better at, right? Like, I can have better character. I can become more humble. I can get better at conflict resolution. Um, Like, I can can be better at getting things done when I say I'm going to get them done, right? Life is a continuum of a process that we continually can get better at things. So I think, to answer your question, I do think every, anybody can be a leader. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I do not think everybody wants to be a leader. And what I mean by that is, man, my voice, my voice. <laughs> is your lip quivering? What am I? Yeah. <laughs> My mom's lip quivers every time she's about to cry. And so now I'll like see the lip quiver. I'm like, mom. So you're, you're your mother's child. Oh, 100%, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I think anybody can be a leader. However, I don't know if everybody's willing and able and wants to put in the work to be a leader. I think what people would rather have is they look at somebody and they go, man, I really wish I had that job. but they don't know somebody once said i can't remember who it was but they said you want to be where i am but you don't want to do what i did to get here yeah essentially right yeah like you want to be a leader but you don't want to show up at 6 30 a.m and be here late yeah 
Which I'm not saying all leaders need to do that. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am trying to say is leaders put in more work because they are leading teams. Yeah. Right? So a leader, and this is part of what we're talking about today. What's the biggest characteristic of a leader? A biggest characteristic of a leader is they care about their team. Right? They are going to make sure that everybody on their team is in a good spot before they kind of do a self-evaluation of where they are. So that's kind of why sometimes... <laughs> At six at night, all of a sudden you start get working on a job because all day you've been focused on, hey, are my guys being fed in the sense of like, are they getting jobs? Are they do they have right. questions? Right? Is there then parts? Sudden, is everything flowing? Hundred percent. Right. It's the same reason why sometimes other people are here in the building late who are leaders because they've been, they've been focused on their team all day. I mean, I know this happens to me sometimes, and then all of a sudden at five thirty happens, and I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> I got to get X, Y, and Z done still. And I wasn't able to because I was helping lead my team. Now, you know how some people say, um, oh, hey, what's your name? Brandon. (laughs) And then. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, you're welcome. And then they're like, okay, sorry, I'm just really bad at names. That's it. That is a choice. They have gone into that saying, I'm really bad at names. Yeah. You can, you can make you can take active steps to become better at knowing names yeah right especially if you're in a leader management role you better so know your employees that's name. exactly what i think leadership is though right leadership is somebody who's saying like oh humility i'm just not very humble well you're choosing not to be humble yeah you or, could say i'm it's, not good at conflict resolution well you're choosing not to be good at conflict resolution yeah you could say it's something you need to work on right 100 percent. which i think we all yeah. always need to. you work don't on. just say i'm just not good at that so that was a really long way of me to answer your question i think anybody can <laughs> be a leader but i think not everybody wants to put the work in to actually be a leader both the time the energy the emotion of it I yeah mean, I, know I mean how many times have you asked yourself what am i doing every day exactly 100 percent yeah you just kind of some days you just oh you feel like you want to fold yeah you're just like what am i doing here i could just stick to myself and still have a good living you know you know what (laughs) so we're watching this video today gosh i keep referencing it you're not even gonna have to watch it now that i've talked about it this whole time um but one of the things that he says is, how often do people go to their leader, to their manager, to the owner of the company, to their boss and say, hey, you kind of seemed off today. Is everything okay? <laughs> right. Never. Never. You know? Um, but the reality is, is that managing a team, leading a team, owning a company for sure. I mean, speaking on behalf of John, Holly, and Chris, I mean, it's there are there are weights to that that people maybe don't understand or they're not able to see, right? Yes. I mean, here at Price, right, you know, we have 60 employees. Well, that's really 60 families that are relying on this business to feed their families, to have a home to live in, to have transportation, to go on vacation, you know what I mean? And no matter what role you're in, if you're having a bad day, the grass always seems greener in another always. position. Always seems. And I think you... Yeah. Jeez Louise. That's where I think you have to be able to look back on everything that you built where you currently are. Because, I mean, you, you've had... I, well, maybe you haven't. I've had bad days, at least, where I leave here and I'm like... Oh, yeah. What the heck is that about? Oh, yeah. You know? 
Well, yeah, like I said, I take things to heart. Yeah. And so you can't I mean, bad allow, days are often. Yeah. You can't allow <laughs> one bad day or one bad moment to change everything that's happened up until that moment. Correct. But we often like to have that happen. Yeah. At know? least I don't know about you, but I kind of one positive thing, I do take things to heart, but I tend to get over things really fast. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a I could be so angry one minute five, yeah. give me five minutes and i'll probably really? be totally different yeah i'm like the biggest overthinker ever like uh i bet you at least twice a week i will text chris say hey i didn't mean that by that <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and chris, he wasn't even thinking about it yeah, that that day, he was talking to me about something i can't remember what and i text him Right when I left work about it, and then he called me. He's like, you're still thinking about that? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to think about that for the rest of my night. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Overthinking is something that I do way too often that I need to get better at, but probably just take too much to heart, but it is what it is. Um, I love that conversation about conflict. I mean, and leadership. Obviously, that's a big passion of mine, something that I really enjoy, but um, I, do, I would love to highlight an employee... Uh, who I think is an employee who leads and goes above and beyond. Um, so would you like to do that with me? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yay! It's time for the owner highlight of the week, where the owners choose one employee each week going above and beyond for the company. Enjoy. You deserve it. Adam Place. 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 All right. So every week here at Price Right Auto, we highlight a different employee um, just to kind of say, hey, here's somebody who's going above and beyond um, for the company. Um, and we're just grateful for for who they are and what they do. So this week, um, Adam Place. Great tech. Great attitude. Yes. Place. I thought you were going to do Place. it. Place. Place. Adam Place. Um, but Adam Place. Um, so here is what Jason Stuyvesant had to say about Adam Place. Adam has been with Price Right Auto for just over a year. He's very intelligent, hardworking, and rapidly growing as a technician. Adam is definitely a Price Right Auto guy. He always puts the company first and is willing to do whatever is asked at any time, almost to a fault. In a short time, he has established himself as a go-to tech for almost any and every type of issue. Adam's work ethic and character stands out on a daily basis. The entire staff loves Adam as he is a pleasure to work with and is a key player for Price Right Auto. And then Jason also wrote a nice little fun fact for us. If you see a rusted out gold Malibu on the road, which may or may not have some roadkill strapped to the trunk and wonder if it's going to make it another mile, no, it's not a broke 16-year-old limping along in their first vehicle. It's probably Adam. <laughs> we all love watching Adam pull in his Malibu every Friday to give it the weekly maintenance it deserves and requires. The primary service every week is adding a few quarts of drain oil he salvaged earlier in the week from an oil change on a customer vehicle. He picks an oil change each week with the cleanest drain oil and sets it aside for the old Malibu. Thanks, Jay. 
Adam, we love you, man. Um, Adam, if you are listening, uh, just thanks for for being who you are. Thanks for continually being somebody who is able to set their own things aside to help other people. I think that's a characteristic that uh, the world needs more of, honestly. Yeah, not um, thinking about the money and just thinking mm-hmm. about helping people, which it seems like he does all the oh, time. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, and I don't work right next to adam yeah i've only met him actually in person one time what yeah where was it at the bowling alley? bowling alley for no the work party kidding. yep first time i met him other than that i mean i talk to him on the phone every yeah. once in a while we kind of bounce ideas off yep. each other on certain cars and yeah he's just a very humble humble person he is. he's a very good guy and um we need more people like him so Adam, thanks for being who you are, man. But um, I hate to be the, the guy to cut that short, but I just get so excited about the, the next segment. About <laughs> the next segment. Oh, man, sweating already. Oh, my goodness gracious, Brandon Marsh. Are you just so excited to see um, what I have for you today? Super excited. I've never been more ecstatic in my life. Stumping Brandon Marsh. Can they stump him with this week's riddle? Right now. Okay, here's here's one for you. Okay. I think All you right. have a shot. That's what you always say. Yeah, I know. If five cats catch five mice in five minutes, how long will it take one cat to catch a mouse? Five minutes. You got it. Holy cow. <laughs> 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 Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> First try. I'm oh coming up. I'm oh coming up. Oh my gosh. Wow, that was so fast. <laughs> that that was incredible. Oh. How did you have you heard that one? No. Okay, here's I an, think I'm getting better. You are. Here's another one. I don't think we should do another one. I think I need to stop while I'm on <laughs> the top. The best part of my day is when you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh. Are you singing the song? No. Oh, shoot. What has a head, a tail, is brown, and has no legs? Has a head, a tail, is brown, no legs. A penny. A penny. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) But you did get one today, dude. That's pretty impressive. A head and tail, no legs, and brown? That's a worm. You think... I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a multiple two answer two. one two yeah for two, two for two. <laughs> oh man well thanks for um joining us today um yeah sorry that we were talking so much about leadership but it's just something that uh, i get excited about and brandon marsh gets excited about and um i get excited because i want to be better in those areas and what we need is people who want to become better and help us get better. Yeah, right. I mean, the goal of, of this podcast, of leadership meetings, of conversations, is so that we can become better people, better versions of ourselves. Um, and, I mean, hopefully leave the world a better place than uh, when we were here. So, Getting deep. See you next week. <laughs> Good. Bye.